We trust Ryan and Matt to use their experiences together, the good ones, the bad ones, learn from them, and to bring a consistently winning team back to Chicago. We're all fixated. Everyone in this building is fixated on being a championship organization and to field a team that our fans can be proud of. Everyone has an opinion on how to get there, and that's okay. We know that we all ultimately want the same thing, a winner. And we have exactly the right football culture, excuse me, that all teams strive for. So we're going to recognize our failures. We're going to build on our successes. And we trust Ryan and Matt to be solution oriented and to continue to work through all those challenges together and get us on the right path towards being a winning Chicago Bears team. No intro. I don't have time for that. This is just going to be straight to the point. Um, the most unfiltered and raw edition that you could possibly get of this podcast. The most uncut, too. And usually I try to avoid swearing. But I'm going to go ahead and give that disclaimer right now that I am not going to hold back. And it's not because I can't control it. It's because I'm so fired up that it's just bound to come out. Andy Dalton? Really? Andy freaking Dalton? The Red Rifle? Really? That's your answer? Really? You gotta be fucking kidding me. I wish I had a Red Rifle right now to blow my brains out. Andy Dalton. You paid $10 million to Andy Dalton. You could have paid him $3 million last year. He could have been the guy. Instead, you traded a pick to get Nick Foles. So you lost a pick on that, and this signing also made you lose a comp pick. So congrats on that. So you lost a comp pick. You lost uh, how much money? We don't know. Too much money. Andy Dalton. That's the upgrade? That's better than Mitch Trubisky? This is such a lateral move. And anytime you move laterally, in my opinion, you're moving down. Because there's no progress being made here. This feels so much like the Mike Glennon signing. So much. Everything, it, it, it really, there's so many similarities, just all the way down to the hair. <laughs> I mean... This is just, if you're a Bears fan, you can't help but be upset when you see this. Now, maybe this isn't the only move. Maybe Foles is on his way out the door, that means. But why couldn't he be the bridge quarterback? So you're telling me Andy Dalton is just the starter? Or you're going to go into camp with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles? They, they got to trade up for a quarterback. They have to trade up for a quarterback now. And I've been against trading up for every pick. Trade up for this pick. Trade up for that pick. Trade up for... I've been against it for the most part. Now, what are you going to do? Kyle Trask in the second round? Mac Jones? I mean, come on. This is just... It's ridiculous. 
It's absolutely ridiculous. Try finding out this news while you're working. I mean, I probably wasn't the only one. But, I mean, this is just not what you wanted. This is not what I wanted, not what I expected. So, the reports came out that they swung for the fence with Deshaun Watson. They supposedly, according to Adam Schefter, he reported that the Bears were super aggressive. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but they had a very aggressive offer out there for uh, Russell Wilson. And they didn't blow the Seahawks away, so they were unable to do it. But why did you feel the need to rush and pay Andy Dalton $10 million, a a career journeyman, a three-time Pro Bowler, yes, that's never won a playoff game? And it was a pretty subpar year last year. So you're telling me that he played that well? Last season in in relief or filling in for Dak Prescott after he got injured, he played so well that he ended up getting a $7 million raise based on what he did last year? Come on. When the salary cap was lowered? Come on. I mean, I don't get it. Don't get it. Not going to get it. I would love for someone to try to explain this to me. A bridge quarterback. What's your definition of a bridge quarterback? Um, Would that be Nick Foles? Could that be Nick Foles? Huh. Yeah, it could. Did you have to overspend to get a bridge quarterback like you did with Mike Glennon? I don't think so. The Mike Glennon thing, you know, people always talk about it. In the end, it didn't end up hurting the Bears. Now, I know that's an unpopular opinion. It didn't end up hurting the Bears because it was just that one year, and then you had Trubisky, and you didn't really lose much. It's not like you had a whole bunch that you were going to spend on that season in the in the free agency. Um, yeah, the free agency period was terrible that year for the Bears. I'm sure there were some other pieces that you could have signed. You gave the money to Mike Glenn instead. Um, Yeah, it wasn't a smart move. But in the long run, it didn't kill the Bears. What killed the Bears was obviously the Trubisky signing, uh, excuse me, drafting Trubisky, trading up for him. So, you know, maybe this doesn't kill the Bears. I'm not saying it's going to kill the Bears, but what does it do? What does it really do? I mean, honestly, we've learned our lessons from the mistakes in the past. You know, we have good collaboration. Um, So you guys came back here to do that? You guys didn't get fired. Pace, Ted Phillips, Matt Nagy. None of you guys got fired because you have good collaboration and we like the the guys that we have around here at Hallis Hall and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we've learned from our mistakes in the past and uh, we need to figure out the quarterback position. We need better quarterback play. So Andy Dalton, that's the guy, right? 
Andy Dalton's a guy. Andy Dalton's the guy that's going to mentor the next guy, and he's going to turn him into a stud, right? That's what you're telling me. Andy Dalton is such a good tutor, and he's going to turn Kyle Trask or whoever into a perennial Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. That's what I'm hearing. I don't even know if that's the plan. No, who knows? Is that the actual plan? Is that what we're doing? Is that what they're doing? Are you guys using Dalton as a bridge? Or is he the starter? Because Adam Schefter, I believe it was him. I'm not sure who it was exactly. Was basically saying the Bears were planning on going into the season with Dalton as their starter. Okay. You could have had him last offseason. Oh, and, and Bill Lazor. He's got this great connection with Lazor. Uh, they worked together in the past. Yeah, you could have done that last offseason instead of trading a draft pick for Nick Foles. Right? Could you not have done that? Did you have to give up that draft pick? Not only that, you lost a comp pick by signing Dalton. You lost another pick. Two picks for two quarterbacks that are identical, in my opinion. Dalton slightly better than Foles? Sure, maybe. What does that mean? What does that mean, really? What does that mean? That means you finish what? What's your record improve? Does it improve? <laughs> Don't tell me that Andy Dalton is an upgrade from Mitchell Trubisky. Don't tell me that. There is no way after watching what Trubisky did to save those people's jobs at Hallis Hall, mind you. He saved those motherfuckers their job. Because of how he played down the stretch. There was no way that you're telling me Andy Dalton is that much better than what we saw from Mitchell Trubisky. If he's even better than Trubisky. Which, by the way, I don't think so. A lot of things were working against Trubisky. Nagy basically gave up on him. And then he had to cater the entire system around him. Oh, and guess what? Look what happened. It actually kind of worked when he did that. I think Trubisky is actually going to be pretty decent wherever he goes. Great? No. Good? Adequate? Yeah. Probably better than Dalton, right? <laughs> More mobile than Dalton. I don't know. The Red Rifle. $10 million. That's what we got. That's what the Bears got. Don't get it. Don't get it. Would love to hear thoughts on this. I've heard of plenty of thoughts. I don't think there are many Bears fans. How could you like this move? Really? So you swing and miss at Wilson? Why didn't you just stand pat? Why, why did you have to go and get Dalton? Why? Why did you have to go and get Dalton? Did, you, did Was it that necessary to go and pay for a lifetime average quarterback? 
I mean, that is what he is. Oh, we're running out of options here. We're running out of options. I would have preferred a trade for Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, something, something, something where you could say, you know what? There might be something in that guy that we haven't seen yet, and we think he could be better in a different system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Dalton, better in a different system? No. We've seen him play in the NFL for how long now? He's over 30 years old. He's not a young quarterback that just might have got the short end of the stick or just wasn't picking up things, needed to change the scenery. It's not that situation with Dalton. Can he be a game manager type of quarterback and do enough to pick up some victories? Sure. What does it mean? Again, what does it mean? What did it mean when he was with the Bengals and getting to the playoffs? Did he carry that team or did the rest of the team? Did Marvin Lewis guide that team? And I've given Marvin Lewis a lot of crap as a head coach because he just doesn't win in the playoffs. I said he was basically the AFC's version of Jason Garrett. But you know what? He got to the playoffs. And Andy Dalton did too. But that's a lot of that's a lot of the reason why they couldn't go further than that. Because Andy Dalton. Because to some extent, too, Marvin Lewis. But we're talking about Dalton here. And Dalton, can he get is does he do it? Does he do it for you? Is that the guy that's gonna lead them to the Super Bowl? I mean, come on. They're, we're looking for a franchise quarterback, right? That's why you were so aggressive to go for Wilson. That's why you were so aggressive to go for Watson. Looking for this franchise quarterback. And yet, you settled for Dalton. Huh? He's not a franchise quarterback. Now, if you don't trade up in the draft, in my opinion, this is just what this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You must feel really great about the quarterbacks that are coming out next year because you're telling me you're going to draft somebody at the 20 spot or in the second round that's going to be a franchise quarterback. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see one of those guys in the later half of the first round. I don't see a guy in the second round. Should they draft a quarterback no matter what this in this year's draft? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Take a fifth-round flyer on somebody, sixth-round pick, whatever, you know, something like that. Sure. But you got to be kidding me. I, don't, I just haven't seen it from the quarterbacks that are in this class other than the top three, four guys. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. If it's not one of those four guys, it's in my I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. And somebody will sneak up and surprise. Maybe that's a Kellen Mond 
or something like that. They will sneak up and surprise and be really good, which is why you should still draft a quarterback later on. But you're telling me you had to have Dalton be the mentor? You had you had a guy that could have been the guy already on the roster that you already gave up a draft pick for, and now you just gave up another draft pick to get a guy that's just like Foles to be that guy. Cool. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of I'm I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but it's it, it's frustrating. How how can you not be frustrated as a Bears fan? We don't need to go through the whole entire list. We know how many freaking quarterbacks this team has went through over the years how many different starting quarterbacks they've had and then you look to your rivals the packers aaron Rodgers, brett Favre. the quarterbacks that they've had compared to the bears is just that's not even the list that's not even the whole list. That's just those two. Back to back. Not the point. Not trying to compare a fran- another franchise to the Bears. You don't even need to do that to realize how incapable they are when it comes to getting a quarterback. Are the Bears the worst run franchise in the NFL right now? I think there's a real argument for that. I think there is a real argument for that because it starts from the top and goes all the way down. George McCaskey, you were freaking played. You were played like a fool. Played like an absolute fool. You thought these guys learned their lesson? You thought the collaboration, (laughs) the collective effort between... The coaches between Nagy and Pace was going to correct itself and somehow they're going to land on this superstar like a Patrick Mahomes or something. Maybe they still will. Not saying that they won't, but I. when you look at this, how can you feel like they are going to? How can you feel like they are going to? What an overspend in my opinion. It's. I'm gonna leave it there for right now. I'm gonna leave it there. Could go through all these numbers, stuff in the stat sheet. You know, could stuff the stat sheet with all these different stats. But uh, you know, Andy Dalton's bank account's pretty stuffed right now. So that's pretty much the only numbers that you need. One year, ten million dollars to Andy Dalton for the Chicago Bears. It's actually oh. started. Yeah, that went. Huh? I think it started. I saw it skip. Yeah, you're actually like frozen right now on my screen, so. Better? Nope. What? Yeah, hold on. What about now? It just says starting recording, so I'm just going to wait till. On my top of the corner, it says Joe is recording the call. And you're okay. frozen. Okay, now we're good. As I just wanted to wait till your face came back because I actually started this uh, on Saturday. I did a podcast with Mike, 
and it cut mm-hmm. out like the entire first like 15 seconds for some reason. Okay. And I don't know why, but anyways, we should be good. All right, sounds good. All right, so that was me just kind of venting to begin here and you know, running back over some of these ideas, not even ideas, but my immediate reactions with Ken. Uh, Ken Keebles, my buddy, joining me again. And uh, he's going to give some of his takes and reactions to this, and we're going to kind of bounce some ideas back and forth. Ken, how's it going? Good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how can you be good, you know, at this point? Not. Nah. No, not good. <laughs> it's it's a pretty sad situation going in going on in Chicago. Um, I as, don't as really you know, get it. Lot leave me speechless, and I haven't said much so far. No, not good. Bad. <laughs> Very fucking bad. Very fucking bad. And I'm trying to. I've been refraining from swearing on this podcast as I've been doing it uh, for. A, I mean, a little while now, over a month, but. I don't really swear much on the podcast itself, but I found myself uh, in the first part of this that you've listened to or, well, you didn't listen to it, but you will. And you pretty much know my stance on this. Uh, I was cussing quite a bit. So um, I, I can only imagine what, how you feel. It's just bad. It's just bad. Why would you give up? And I think they gave up a comp pick. I thought I saw that they gave up a comp pick. I think well. based on his salary, it's, it, it will be. So it's basically like, and I mentioned this, you know, before on my pre-recording, um, they gave up two draft picks for Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. And they could have had Dalton last year. For $3 million, which is what the Cowboys spent. That's my thing. Okay, so he got paid $3 million last year. His real, his actual salary, was his base salary was a million bucks. He got like $2 million in bonuses. Probably like games played or or roster bonus or workout bonus or something stupid like that, right? Mm-hmm. So say you want to give him the $3 million, fine. He won as a starter last year. Four games. What makes yeah. you think, you know, that guy deserves a $7 million raise? <laughs> I don't know what he did to deserve a raise. Like, if he what, if he deserves a raise, maybe by a couple million, but he's a career journeyman. He tra- career- tripled his salary off of four wins. It's ridiculous. The only, the only I mean, the, the, you can see what they like to do. I mean, like, they love guys they know. Bill Lazor coached him in Cincinnati. Like, dude, I don't give a shit if you know the guy. <laughs> I don't. It worked so well with Nick Foles last year. Right. He was supposed to be the guy because he knows the system and they know him so well and the connection. And there he's a leader. Fucking statue. And what's Dalton? He's not mobile. No. I mean, it's just, I mean, I mean, so I got some stats for you. This is, it's really depressing. And I'm like, okay. You know, maybe he's better than Nick Foles. Maybe I'm missing something here, you know. Then you look at their career. This is Dalton versus Foles. This is not just like one year like last year. This is like their careers. 
Completion percentage, Dalton 62.2 to 62.3. <laughs> TD to interception ratio, 1.7 for Dalton, 1.9 for Foles. <laughs> yards per attempt, 7.1 versus 6.8. Net yards per attempt, 6 to 5.9. Passer rating, 87.5 to 87.1. They're the same person. It's 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 they 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 signed the ginger Nick Foles. I mean, <laughs> that's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Like, like I'm if, laughing because like you come to expect this as a Bears fan. Like it's just like okay. I remember last year sitting around. Like I know it wouldn't have made a difference if they signed Cam Newton, right? Because I, I remember people wanting Cam Newton a lot last year. It's like oh hey, he's on the market. He's better than Foles or whatever. And I just remember thinking, I was sitting with my buddy at work, and I remember this vividly. I go, dude, they're going to end up with Nick fucking Foles. Right? Like, that's just how it goes as a Bears fan. And lo and behold, Nick Foles. And last night, Bears Twitter's like, last couple nights, but specifically last night, not only are they saying Russell Wilson, but oh, now you see Trent Williams out there. Oh, man, Trent Williams. So yeah. what, what happens? No, we, were, <laughs> we, get, we get Andy Dalton, and we re-sign German to Fetty. <laughs> They and they restructured those contracts with uh, Eddie Jackson, uh, Khalil Mack, and um, Cody Whitehair to save twenty three million dollars, and they've already spent over four fourteen million dollars on Andy Dalton and Jermaine Fetty. <laughs> what, what did you save this? What did you save space for? I mean, I can't really? Imagine anybody was offering Andy Dalton ten million dollars, right? Like they yeah. did come out and say. His camp was like leaking shit, saying essentially his number one choice was the Bears. They were leaking this yesterday. Like he wanted to be a Bear, I guess, which I don't know why any quarterback would want to try to resurrect their career with the Bears. That sounds like an awful idea. Right. But, okay. Yeah. You know, because this is where quarterbacks come to succeed. You know, this, like, like what the fuck? Well, they come but, to die. Right. So, like, my question is that's fine. You know, you want to do your thing, but like, I just don't even understand what the point of the move is in the long run. Like, like I, I get they need to save their job. But this doesn't do that, right? Like, Pace and Nagy, this doesn't do that. So, like, why not? If, you, if you're not going to get Russell Wilson, because, I mean, I mean, Schefter put out there today, essentially the Bears made a big run. And, and the rumor was that I saw, at least, I, I heard, I saw, I don't know how to corroborate anything, right? But I saw that they offered three firsts plus defensive players who that is i mean you could speculate right i mean you have to imagine uh my guess roquan's in there it's like one of the young studs right roquan or eddie jackson or stuff like that and if they're not going to take that fine i get it like there's nothing you can do about it but what's the point of making this pivot is my point there is no point he doesn't make you better right so we're spending 10 million dollars and so we can use use the 10 million dollars on the line Right. Use the ten million dollars on the line. Use if you really want to make a splash, whatever. Trade up. Go get Zach Wilson. Go get Justin Fields. No point in spending the ten million dollars on a guy who does not make you better. Let Nick Foles be your backup. Draft a guy with a high ceiling. Hope it works out. Use the resources on the offensive line to protect the young guy that you just drafted. Yeah. There's no point in this. It's not like, I mean, I just. And that's that's exactly what I mentioned uh, 
earlier too. I I just don't get if you're gonna make a splash move. Okay, I, I don't blame Seattle for not wanting to give get rid of Russ. Who in their right mind would want to get rid of Russ, right? You want to try to make someone like him as happy as possible, make right. him feel welcome, and you build a team around a guy like that. Plus, they don't want to eat the thirty million plus whatever the cap hit was on him if they were to trade him. If anyone's gonna do it though, it's Pete Carroll. Guy's all about himself. He thinks that he's like. Yeah. You know, I, I rebuilt USC, I rebuilt Seattle, I rebuilt everywhere. I can do it. You know? <laughs> He's an egomaniac. Although, I, I, the last couple nights, I thought it was going to happen, dude. Like, you saw these little rumors about how Pete Carroll likes Sam Darnold. And I'm thinking, okay, well, he doesn't want to go to the Jets, right? Um, but you can easily facilitate a three-way trade with that. I mean, like, I mean, you can get picks from, you know, the Bears and the and the Jets to make it work. Like I thought it's like just the way it sounded the last couple of days. It sounded like things were moving. And then I woke up and, you know, did my thing today. And I saw Andy Dalton in my newsfeed. <laughs> but what a way to wake up. Um, dude. Okay. So here's the thing. If, if they were, if they really were interested in Sam Darnold, right. Why couldn't the bears make a trade for Dalton? I think that's the th- three way. And thing. then, and that would have made the most sense, or like some sort of a three-team trade or something. Yeah. And, you know, then the Seahawks get somebody that they feel good about, or Pete Carroll does, and the Bears get their franchise quarterback. And, you know, but they don't think the way, what is this? What? So this is completely unbears related but I got to drop in on it just because it is NFL-related. Sure. Uh, apparently, some woman in... Texas with a not and not some like random hinky dink attorney, a very high powered attorney in Texas has filed a sexual assault lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, I'm <laughs> glad the Bears didn't go after her. Well, they did go after him, Hopefully, but maybe that worked out for the best. Maybe it's one of those things you want to try to avoid. Yeah, and this God, is like, I mean, it was it wasn't just like random rumors on Twitter. Albright tweeted this out. Yeah, that's a legit source. Right. Um. Wow. Not good for Deshaun. Yeah, I saw that come across. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, that's breaking news. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I don't know, but here's the thing: Hopefully. like, how would the Bears do? Like, just going back off of this. Is there a price that's too much? Like I'm like for a rookie quarterback, yes. Draft trading up, I you know, there's a price that's too much because there's a risk, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, Russell Wilson, and I know this like may sound crazy to fans of other teams and stuff like that. We've never had that. Ever. Exactly. And the Bears, I mean, Brian Pace, hate him all you want. Some of his contract stuff really bugs me. You know, specifically, like the like 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 this. Like, you, fine, you want to get into the get him on a five million dollar contract. He doesn't need ten million dollars, right? Same thing last year. You know, trading for Foles, overpaying. You know, things like he overpays a lot. Graham, but he has done pretty well in regards to drafting in the middle rounds. You know, stuff like that. He's done well. He's built a very, a very good defense, even though he has spent the majority of the money there, right? He hasn't. He hasn't. Other than you know. Allen Robinson, he really hasn't spent much money on offense. So 
he has holes, but I would well, say it's weird. Th- it's weird not to cut you off, but he, it's weird because he has spent money on the offensive linemen when he's he's extended Massey, he's extended Leno, and I, that's why the A Rob thing is really strange to me. I feel like he should have. Right, but what I say is like his his three biggest contracts to me are what Eddie Jackson, Mac, and yeah. uh, Kyle Fuller. Right. So so. My point is, he's even though I don't agree with a lot of the way he does contracts a lot of times, I think he's a very good with the cap in regards to being able to move. He's shown that he can restructure things creatively and move money around. He'd show that he can build a good defense. You know, he has a pretty decent receiving car. I wouldn't call it great, but it's fine. You know, his two weaknesses are the offensive line and the quarterback position, which you could argue are the two biggest importances, right? Like, like these things are the right. two most important things. But... Because of his strengths in other areas, dude, like I, I've been telling people, people are like, oh, trade five first. I'm like, okay, first of all, you can't do that. You can only trade three years into the future, so calm down. You know, you can do it on draft day, right? Not ha- Let's be realistic. Not having a first-round pick because of Mac for three years didn't really hurt us. Like, our team was still solid everywhere else. And it's not like, it's not like Pace has done gangbusters in the first round anyway. He's drafted Roquan Smith. Other than that, you know, he can blow me in the first round. He's been awful, right? I mean, he's done – I mean, all of his big hits, second, third, fourth, fifth round, right? So, I mean, if you can trust him to draft there, dude, I would have traded six picks. I'm not even kidding. I would have traded three firsts and three seconds. I would have traded everything. There's nothing I would not have paid because he's done everything else well. If he could get me the quarterback – at least I don't want to fucking gouge my eyes out every Sunday, you know? And not only that, but you have Russell Wilson, right? You have Russell Wilson, $19 million cap hit this year for Russell Wilson only $19 million. You can go out and sign, you know, who wants to play here now? Trent Williams wants to play here now. You know who else wants to play here? Aaron, Ellen Robinson is happy. He signs his franchise tag. (laughs) And you figure out the long-term deal. Right. Right. You get people wanting to come here as opposed to, why the fuck do I want to go there as an offensive player? Mm-hmm. Now you become a destination. Who gives a fuck, dude? First round picks are a crapshoot anyway. Barely anybody makes it in the NFL, dude. The average NFL career is like three years. And most of those people like are on like fucking practice squads and shit like that. I, I really think we're at a point where we really, really overvalue draft picks. And while I know building through the draft is important because it gets you, you know, controllable players at a, at a you know, cost control price, really good price, it doesn't matter if the guy you're acquiring is a Hall of Famer with, you know, seven, eight years left in his career. It doesn't matter. There's no right. price that's too great at that point. Yeah, and you know, See, I don't think understand. You see all the people on t- Twitter like, oh no, that's too much. That's too much. Okay, fine. Andy Dalton, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, you know, fucking Rex Grossman, Kyle Orton. You want these guys? No, some people really would be more happy. This is the thing that drives me nuts. This is the thing that drives me nuts. And it's people that, that think that they know, they have, they really know what's going on, right? Those are the most irritating people because they have an understanding of the, how the cap works. They have an understanding of how much they can spend, what they can do, what they can restructure, this and that. And then they get the bright ideas of, 
well, you just build everything else around it, right? You just build everything else around it. You have a great offensive line. You can get away with it with a Nick Foles and an Andy Dalton. Well, you know what? That works for guys like Tom Brady who are aging and are the best leaders of all time or the, the smartest quarterbacks of all time. It doesn't work all the time with a guy like Nick Foles. You might get lucky one year and get to like a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 record and you might win a couple games in the in the playoffs, but consistently a winning team, a consistent winning team is always built around a good quarterback. Right, like you can figure everything else out later. Like and like you said, I don't I don't want to cut you off, but like you said about the uh the draft picks. He's so good at finding those mid-round values and building defense. He's really really good like you said about building defense. Uh, Ryan Pace. So I I don't know. It it I mean, is very you know, frustrating. Best receiver in, in I mean, yes, DK got drafted, but his you know, he, good quarterbacks make offenses players good, right? Like I mean, think about people who leave Aaron Rodgers, right? Or Jordy Nelson leaves. Who is he now? This you know, people you know, obviously he retired later, but I'm just using him as an example. Right. Aaron Rodgers made decent receivers good. Good receivers great. You know, best receiver in, you know, Seattle the last five years is Matar Lockett, random third-round pick. You know, it's not like he's – you don't have to be a first-round pick to be good with a Hall of Fame-level quarterback. You just need to be good. You don't need to be great. Because well, he makes you great. It's how, how good would Darnell Mooney be with somebody like Russell Wilson? Darnell Mooney would be Tyler Lockett. He is Tyler Lockett. Just faster. Yeah. Very similar skill set. Just faster. I mean, Nagy was calling him Tyree Kill, which is a little far-fetched. But, I mean, that That type of skill set, too. That type of skill set, though. Just not the run-after-the-catch type of guy, you know? Quickness. Nagy anymore. Him and their collaboration. Collaboration. If I hear them say collaborate, (laughs) fucking time. If they, yeah, the collaboration. Oh, we're collectively we're we're putting this thing together. It's the most ridiculous thing. They sound like they just got out of an MBA class trying to use a bunch of buzzwords. But but the thing is, dude, is they they sold us. They tried not sold us, but they tried to sell the fan base on everything was wrong with the quarterback position this last year. Listen, Trubisky saved their fucking ass down the stretch. As bad as Trubisky and mediocre as he was. He's better than any quarterback I believe that they have on the roster right now. He's better than Dalton. It's it's sad, right? But I would have taken Trubisky back over Dalton. You think he wants back though? No, no, no. And especially once you bring back Pace, uh, Nagy, excuse me, you could have kept Pace, but once you bring back Nagy, it's a foregone conclusion in my in my mind. He's, I think I think at this point. And I know they're not going to do it because they don't know how to run a fucking franchise. They didn't get the big fish, right? They didn't get. Well, maybe maybe Sean Watson's available cheap now. <laughs> oh God! Then we got we got just other issues. Yeah, no, <laughs> but they didn't get the big fish. They didn't get Watson. They didn't get Wilson. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no way in fucking hell. Because my guess is that's what they sold them on, right? Hey, we're going to go after the big fish this offseason. We're going to get, we're going to bring in a veteran quarterback, mm-hmm. right? 
Because to me, that's the only way to sell the bosses that, hey, we, you know, we haven't done it. We didn't do it through the draft, but hey, we can do it this way, right? You know who the big fish is looking like now that it was actually available? Matthew Stafford. I don't know if they were trading him in division, though. No, they probably weren't, but it right. would have cost him a little bit more. But the Lions are in such a rebuilding phase, they might have actually done it. Since Stafford's a little bit, he's not young. My point is, there's no way in hell that I'm letting them trade that draft capital to move up in the draft. I don't trust them to evaluate this position. Mike Lennon, it's too late now, though. Mike Lennon was first. All right, Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky. Nick Foles, and now Andy Dalton. Those are the four fucking quarterbacks you give me, and now you want to move up? Oh, dude, I'm taking the fucking... I'm saying you are not fucking doing this. But, but okay, so they're going to fire him now after this signing? Ah, fuck, I don't give a fuck if you fire him. I tend to do a one-year deal. You know, let him let Andy Dalton be the quarterback for your suck ass. No, not him. I'm talking about Pace. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying let, it, let him play his fucking year. Let Pace and Nagy stay... The draft is in a month. You can't fire him. <laughs> Right, they've already went through all the process of scouting. Right, and all but I that. am not letting him do that. I just yeah. like to me, it was it was veteran or nothing, and I'm not saying Andy Dalton veteran. I'm saying they need to spend the first round picks and get something. So, so you're against them trading up and getting a crack at a quarterback now? Though I would have been fine with it if they didn't have Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy make the decision. But I feel like at this point, to save his own ass, he's going to do that. That's yeah, exactly they can stop him if they really want to. And what, we're going to roll him out there with Dalton and Foles this next year? And suck, and then not give them a choice but to But fire. are we even going to suck that bad? That's my fear, too. Oh, I think like, so. I think, I, 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 I know you don't agree with me on a lot of this. I, I mean, I think the, I mean, Eddie Goldman coming back maybe will be helpful, but I think that defense was very overrated last year. I I, I don't understand, and I know you, you harp on me every time I say this, I don't understand the Mac grade. I just don't. He's always graded so highly. Like, guy gets 10 sacks a year. Congratulations. Aaron, Aaron Donald gets fucking 15 sacks from the defensive tackle position. You know, I mean, he is supposed to be the best edge rusher in football, and I just don't see it when I watch him. The guy, he gets near the quarterback two, three times a game. He's got to be better. You know, Eddie Jackson was fucking dog shit last year. And yeah. he was the highest paid safety in, in the league. Kyle Fuller's nice, but that's it. He's nice. He's not. Well, Robert team. Quinn was your big offseason signing, and he was terrible. Right. And Fuller's for the most part. He, he doesn't even follow the best player on the field. He sticks to his side and does his thing, but he doesn't shadow. You know, like. He should have been sticking on Devontae Adams the entire time they played the Packers this year. I know it's one matchup, but I'm yeah, just saying. I'm just, like I don't, and then not only that, but the defense is also like other than, other than Goldman, uh, and Eddie Jackson, who I haven't really liked the last year. Granted, I'm going to give people a pass because of COVID. You know, it's a weird fucking year. But other than Goldman, Jackson, and Smith, that's a fucking aging defense, dude. Yeah, Hicks isn't getting any younger. Hicks is. He's probably gone. Injured a lot. You know, Fuller's on the back end of that contract. You know, you just lost uh, Roy Robertson-Harris, who was sneaky fucking good. He's underrated, yeah. Trevathan fucking blows. You know, he he started out really bad last year. 
He yeah. got a little bit better. All you got to do is run crossing routes on the guy. He can't keep up with you, dude. Like, well, you can't put him on Devontae Adams, though. Like, that, that's, a, that's the missing. Any, any receiver. But, but or no, any yeah, no receivers. He can't end. cover receivers. He but. can't cover anybody who's running past him. He's slow. Yeah, but a lot of this, he he's wasn't like, as slow as he was at the beginning of the year, right, though. He got, at this point in his career, he's a downhill running back. I mean, downhill yeah. linebacker. They're just, they're not that great. Uh, I mean, if they, they start. They weren't that, that good last year, though. I mean, I, I'll give you that. We're not this, this, this great unit that they have had been in years past, and they are aging, and that makes you wonder. you got to make some upgrades on defense, too. Big point of it with the, with the defense is, dude, when you feel like the offense has no chance to do anything, why am I going to put myself on the line? You know what I mean? Like, they're all paid, dude. They are all paid. The only one that's not paid is the only guy balling out, and that's Roquan Smith. Yeah, yeah for real. paid. Oh. You know, and if you feel like I, dude, like Andy Dolan, yeah, I'm playing hard for that guy. No. It no. makes me want red rifle to my head. Dude, you but you know what I mean. Like, why would you? Yeah, I know. It, you it know? gives you no gives you no confidence that your team's actually going to win when you don't have somebody that you even believe in. Right. So right. why so would you like, bust your ass? You got to get fumbles. You got to get interceptions. Your team. I mean, you're re- so reliant on the defense that it makes it almost impossible for you. You're an uphill battle from the jump. And I really think I really do think this defense is it is it's really not that much different from that defense two years ago that was. You know, historic in regards to turnovers. Mm-hmm. Difference is they're not creating turnovers anymore, right? So if you're not creating turnovers, it doesn't really fucking matter. And and realistically, and I know as Bears fans, you know we love our defense, right? You don't you don't want to say it, but that was an outlier. That year was an outlier. Every other year, they've had a normal amount of turnovers, and you know, yeah, they've been a top ten defense, mm-hmm. but that's it. And that's great. You want to be a top ten defense, but it's not enough to carry them. It's not, you know, and that defense carried them that year. You know, it got them to the playoffs. You know, it should have had a first round bye, but they fucked that up. We went to the worst playoff game of all time. That was fun. We got to watch a double doink, you know. It was fun to be there, but no, terrible (laughs) at the same time. Fucking double doink. Yeah, well, on the bright side, it looks like we're going to be able to go to Go to some games this year. I'm pretty excited about that. I, uh, my cousin, turning it up a little bit, trying to make us feel a little bit better here. I know you're a Cubs fan, but my my cousin Jack, he's a Sox season ticket holder, and he just got the uh, season ticket holders for both Cubs and Sox are the first crack at tickets. Uh, right. He just got the option to buy an entire first week of games. Looks like so. Looks like I'm gonna be going to some games. I'm real excited about that. You know. Nice. Got that first vaccine, so I'm like, okay, you know, hey, vaccinated, I'll go. So I'm going to be first in line. Enjoy yourself, man. I can't wait. Baseball, dude, in a park with a beer and a hot dog. That's what we have to look forward to because it's like there's nothing to be positive about on the football side of things right now uh, in Chicago. Like I just started thinking about the White Sox, and then I'm watching, you know, Stupid ass spring training games, and I'm feeling good. And Andrew Vaughn is like hitting 400, and and it's just he's okay. We're still talking Bears. This is a Bears podcast, but is he is Vaughn just real quick? Is Vaughn starting with the club? 
So I, I think we already have our built-in excuse. Um, it looks like... Oh, Grandal with the needs rest and shit. So Grandal, what I think is going to happen is they're going to be like, oh, Grandal needs to start the year at DH because of his knee. And what they're going to do is they're going to call up Zach Collins to be the backup catcher, and they're going to leave him down for two weeks. That's so fucking dumb. That's my guess. No, I no you're no I I get it, but it's just I hate I hate everything about the service time crap. He's yeah, so ready. It's never going to change because here's the thing: the the players who collectively bargain are major leaguers, and they're not going to give that up because they don't give a fuck about those minor league players. Well, but they they've been those minor league players though. The CBA, yeah, this is they don't want to give up stuff that doesn't benefit them. Because who's 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 the one doing the collectively bargaining? It's not the rookies. It's it's the guys who've been in the union forever. Yeah, but it's a lot of the guys that have say are the guys that have already been through this process. Right. What do they want? Do would they rather give up that, right? The service time manipulation that doesn't affect them anymore, as opposed to, you know, say, hey, maybe they can get rid of the qualifying offer. Right. So are they more worried about the qualifying offer, which has been, you know, something of contention, or are they more worried about the rookie that's coming up? Isn't there a way that they could take care of both, though? Sure, but if they're going to pick one or the other, they're going to worry about themselves. I just feel like they're not going to budge on those fronts. That's why there could be a lockout. But I'm saying, like, I think that's one of the things that the players always use as a bargaining chip. Like, hey, we won't argue about this if you give us this. Because they know that they don't care about that anyway. Because it doesn't affect them anymore. True. You know, but I don't know how We'll uh, see. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm really intrigued, but I'm, yeah, I'm nervous about that CBA stuff, dude. I have like remnants of like 1994 in my brain. White Sox leading the league at the All Star break, only to go on strike because Jerry Reinsdorf is a cheap ass, and he essentially started that strike in '94. And I can, they were the best team in baseball, and I see next year White Sox best team in baseball. Jerry Reinsdorf being a cheap ass. League goes on strike. We miss a year. Dude. And right when you guys get good. Uh-huh. Of course. Anyways, let's go back to football because it felt we nice can... first. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine, but we're I just don't want people to be like, dude, I came to listen to the Bears and <laughs> you guys are talking CBA and White Sox. Those people, those people, you know. Um, I'm, I'm sorry about the listeners, but the, if they want to come and listen about the Bears right now, they need their head examined. Nobody should want to, <laughs> nobody should want to go through this punishment right now. No, again, yeah. I will say I just got done listening to the Hogan Johns podcast. So. Dude, it's impossible not to listen to take in some of this content because I, right when the, the news broke, listen, you couldn't be in a worse spot than I was as far as like mentally I'm already frustrated because I was working late, so I'm driving, I'm by myself all day, I'm in the truck, I, I looked at my phone real fast, I saw the news, and I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. And there's yeah. nobody I can vent to, there's nobody I can yell at, I'm just in the truck, I'm yelling by myself, immediately I put on ESPN 1000, then I switch over to 670 to score, I gotta hear what people's thoughts, immediate reactions are, since I can't talk to anybody, and I'm just getting madder, and madder, and madder. I was I was sitting next to my dad and we were I was talking to him about work and it came up my phone and I just kinda looked at it. You know, it was like okay. I, I was on Twitter, like I was scrolling, I'm like, okay, that's a fake Schefter account. 
you know. <laughs> it has to be, right? Right. And then I, you know, switched over to somebody else. I'm like, oh, fuck. And my and I go, Bear signed Andy Dalton, you know, to my dad. And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, there's no way. He go, I go, he, and I go, you know, just nod. And he goes, that's the guy they signed to save their job. And, and then, you know, five minutes later, the number comes across. And I go, they gave him $10 million. And my dad just looks at me and he goes, what? Okay. And he just walks away. <laughs> I mean, oh. he goes, he goes, uh, oh, I got to watch this shit next year. Like, because you're going to watch. You I know. know. It's, hard. it's impossible not to because it's once a week and it's, one time a year basically you're you're watching for just for a few months and it's impossible not to watch bears games i'm still gonna watch we're still gonna put ourselves through that frustration next year the bears at this point do you see okay let's talk a little bit about the draft i feel like if you don't get one of the top four quarterbacks if you're gonna trade up it's pointless to me I, I I really don't understand how this has become a four quarterback draft. I don't. I don't get the Mac Jones hype. He's a statue. He, he congratulations. This is a league where you have to be able to move out of the pocket now. And I do. I just don't get. The oh Mac no, he's five for me. Sorry, I don't okay. know so who's number four. I would say Trey Lance. He's really athletic. He he reminds me a lot of. Okay. He's got the Mitch Mitchell Trubisky type of qualities where he's not ready yet. Oh, though. great! Yay! Um, that sounds nice. Uh, that's all I'm I saying. Just but... said I don't know why this is a four quarterback draft. Um, I just I mean, how often does the the small school guy work out? It just, eh, eh, you know it it doesn't. Was it a three quarterback? Yeah. Draft? I, I think after, you know, I mean, whatever you want to say your order is, you know, Trey, you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Wilson, and, and Justin Fields, I think that's it. You know, I mean, like, yes, you can, hit, you can hit magic later, right? It happens. You know, Russell Wilson was a, was a third-round pick, you know, Tom Brady. But, like— Dak was, uh, what was Dak? Fourth? Second. I think he was a second or third. Was he a second? He's a mid-round pick. But, like— I would, you know, I'm pretty sure like 90% of start. I saw this stat. It's a ridiculously high number of quarterbacks who start in the league are drafted in the top 15 picks. You know, and there's no reason to. Yeah, Dak was a fourth, by the way, sorry. Yeah, it's just, I, I just, and almost all of those are, they're big school guys, man. They just are, you know, I mean. There's well, a, Wilson, kind of. He was BYU, but... Yeah, but it's... I mean, he still plays good. They still play good teams. They're an independent, so they can kind of play who they want. You know, they play Notre Dame a lot. You know, they play Utah a lot because they, they uh, you know, they have that weird Mormon rivalry. I don't know. Well, some of his numbers in those big games, I don't know if they were the greatest, but... Yeah, well, I think a lot of that could also be his, you know talent around him like there's not much um but at least he plays yeah. those good teams and he knows what it's like to play good teams you know i think that makes a big difference going into college i mean there's a there's a there's a jump from high school to college for sure but like it's nowhere near the jump from college to the pros right like if you think about it there's still hundreds and hundreds of college 
college teams, right? There's 30 NFL teams. There's 32 NFL teams. You know, there's 32 quarterbacks. Plus, I just love watching Zach Wilson throw a football. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, dude's ridiculous. I, I... He's my number one guy. He really is. You think he's ahead? So you got him ahead of Lawrence. I'm not a big Trevor Lawrence fan. Really? Yeah. Every so... time, every time uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because every time I've seen him play against Ohio State, he hasn't been that great. And I'm a Buckeye, so I re- it's like in Ohio State's not that great on defense, dude. Like, we did not have a good defense this year, and we shut his ass down. And I feel like that's happened twice. The one year that he beat us, but it was more of a, a team effort than a Trevor Lawrence effort, it felt I don't like. know if a shut him down would be the right word, but... He did not play well this year. He... he against Ohio State. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's just not my guy. I like him. I can see... I mean, I, I understand, like... there you, There's arguments to be made, and all three of those, those top three guys, they have different qualities and different things that are good about them. They're great about them. That I would think be appealing. He has the highest floor. I think Lawrence? he has the highest floor. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think Zach Wilson's like your middle of the road guy. Like I don't think he's going to be too good or too bad. I think the guy with the highest ceiling, but also with the biggest bust potential, is Justin Fields. The dude can do everything. He he he, dude, seventy yards on the dime. He's the would be one of the top three fastest quarterbacks in the NFL right away. He can move. He could he could do everything. I, I think his problem is processing the game. He had a couple, you know, watching. I mean, I'm a, as you know, but not the listeners. I'm a huge Buckeye fan. So, like, I, I watched pretty much every snap of his, right? First or second read, he's making the throw every time. You know, it's on from there. It's the progression for him sometimes that's a little slow. But yeah. in regards to if he sees it, he is not missing the throw. He is he's that good. Like in regard his arm strength is elite. It's not Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's arm strength is kind of ridiculous. But his, I mean, if you, if you were doing 2080 scale, you know, baseball, this guy's got a 70 grade arm. You know what I mean? Like this guy has a cannon. He is That's by far the best quarterback to come out of Ohio State. And like this is he'll be the third one drafted in the last five years with, you know, Cardale and uh um Dwayne Haskins. And I mean no one no one yeah. was in his class. Well, there's had the yeah Ohio State. That's another thing to consider too. Ohio State quarterbacks haven't had the most success at the NFL level, but completely different. It's like I, I, I you hear that argument all the time, but Ryan Day was not the quarter was not the was not the head coach. Ryan Day is different. Ryan Day uh, runs a completely different offense than uh, Urban Meyer. You think oh or he you know he took over for Urban Meyer. He's an Urban Meyer, uh, Meyer disciple. No, not the case at all. He runs a very very pro style, even though they're in shotgun a lot. Very pro style offense. A lot of pro concepts. A um, lot of under center just to get stuff, even just to get you know fields ready for stuff like that. Um, I mean, he has turned into QBU, dude. Like, like their quarterback university. If you've seen their recruiting classes since he's been there, pretty yeah. sure he's got three out of the top ten quarterbacks the last two years. Like the guy is legit at with quarterbacks. He's a quarterback guru. He is not Urban Meyer run first, pass second. He is. I'm going to throw the ball down your throat. I'm going to score 60. You know, we're not taking our foot off the gas. It's it's very different uh, stylistically. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer versus Ryan Day. It's a much more pass-first, pro-centric offense. So I think it's going to be different. Kind of makes you wonder about Urban Meyer's, how he's going to 
do this year with Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence going there. And then, oh, I think it's a mistake. I mean, I I loved Urban Meyer because he could recruit. Him in game offensively was the most maddening thing to watch. He was quarterback run, run, throw a sweep like a running back screen or a wide receiver screen, throw the ball five yards out. Like he, I, I, I don't think he's a very good offensive coach. I think he's a very good people person. I think he's very good with relationships. I think he's a, he is a master recruiter. I don't think he's that good schematically. And Basically. I was a Buckeye fan. Right, because I mean, he won won us a national championship. Yeah, and he still drove me up a fucking wall. <laughs> well, because because you probably saw that they could have done even better with how with the teams that were built around yeah, he lost what, he had, or what he had. You know, he lost them games so. the year Ezekiel Elliott's junior year, so his last year there. So he won the national championship as a sophomore. Zeke comes back, and they were not playing very well, but they were still undefeated. And I just remember the only play guy on your team that's any good right now is Zeke Elliott. He was averaging like eight yards a carry. They go up against Michigan State, and they lost on that walk-off field goal to end the game. And your only good player is Zeke Elliott. So you go and look at the stats at the end of the day. Zeke has 11 fucking carries. 11. And they asked him after the game, and... uh he goes, yeah, we got to do a better job of getting Zeke the ball. <laughs> and the reporter goes, well, you're the coach. Why didn't you call more running plays? Well, it's like the Matt Nagy's thing, right? right? Matt Nagy's the same way. Yeah, you, you ask him a question about that, and he's, oh yes, our job. We're gonna work on it next week. It's, we'll do it. You're the coach. Yeah, you know, I hate get it. your best players the ball. Anyways, let's bring it back. We'll reel it back in a little bit. Go back to the Bears. If you had to choose, then the guy that you would. The guy that you would trade up for, and I don't see some of these teams even trading their pick away, but if you had to choose one, uh, which one would it be, and would you be comfortable with all three of them then if, it, if you didn't have a choice? Uh, well, I mean, first pick, they're taking a quarterback, like 1 million percent, right? Yeah, we know that that's off the board. Lawrence, forget it. Right, I'm, I'm, you got to refresh my memory. What, what are the top three picks here? Um uh, top three picks, the Jets have a pick. That's um, 99.9% of quarterback. But you have read that they're considering offensive line. At least I have. Yeah, so you could have had, you could see, like, Sewell go off, too. Right. Um, um, I, I mean, I think you need to trade into the top five for that to happen, right? And I, and I think them winning too much at the end of last year. The was, third pick is the Dolphins, sorry. Yeah, and like I've read things that you people wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins took a quarterback and traded and, and traded Tua. A lot of people think that they are not very high on Tua. I've read that a couple places. I've seen uh, that all um, over, yeah. Right, so you, you could have the top three quarterbacks gone in three picks. <laughs> Would you? Right? Oh, that's interesting, though. We didn't even talk about that. Would you trade for Tua? Uh, I, I would I take Tua over both guys that they have right now. Right, but I don't think he has the arm strength to be an NFL quarterback. He can't. He can barely throw outside the numbers, dude. Like it's not fun to watch. Like I never really understood it. Like I mean, like he didn't he get he got benched for like Jalen Hurts. No. Yeah, he did. Was, oh, at Bama. Sorry. Yeah. 
I thought I was like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts close too. I thought you were talking about this last year with Fitzpatrick, but no, he got benched for uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, in the championship game because he was playing so bad. Like he's not. I, I don't. Not a big fan. But besides the point, I don't want them to trade up for anybody but the top three. Like if they trade up and draft Mac Jones or Trey Lance, I just don't get it. If they're wasting for like massive draft capital for that, I I would be pissed. I I'll be pissed if they trade up and waste draft capital for any of the top three. I'll be mad because Ryan Pace is doing it, but I'll understand because I think that those three all have traits, you know, that can make them an elite NFL quarterback. I don't think Trey Lance or Mac Jones have traits that can make them elite. I think Trey Lance does, but I think he has a lot of he has a lot of growing to do, and that's what you that. don't want to see from a quarterback mm-hmm. that. You don't want like a Mitchell Trubisky type of project, right? At yeah, this point, I don't think the other guys have that. Like, I think the other guys already. I mean, just watching. Like, I mean, obviously, like I'm not a draft, you know, guru or whatever. But you watch Fields, you watch, you know, uh, Zach Wilson, and you and and you watch, you know, the guy out of Clemson, and you think, hey, you know, those guys already have it. You know, like of course they need to, you know, get their mind on that NFL level think things through quicker, you know, move through their reads quicker. Mm-hmm. But that can happen at the NFL level. I, I just, I mean, other than there's there's one example of a guy completely changing his mechanics and all that stuff, and, you know, and that's Josh, and Josh Allen. Other than Josh Allen, who have you heard and said, you know, that guy's a project, and, and the next thing you know, he's a star. It doesn't happen. It's rare. It's rare. That a guy actually improves his accuracy that much, too. It doesn't like- happen. Josh Allen was very inaccurate Josh coming out Allen of college. Was a fucking unicorn, dude. Yeah. Like that shit doesn't fucking happen. Like it's like there's a reason that most of the quarterbacks in the NFL are first round picks. There's a reason that most of them are top five picks because that's where the talent's at. You well, that's know? what's always bothered me too, though. Okay, so you have Matt Nagy, uh, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace. They all, they're all the same guy at this point. Um, you have Ryan Pace. He, he talked about when he first took the job, right? I think you should take a quarterback every year. You should draft a quarterback in whatever round every year. Yeah. Has he done that? No. And you can use those picks or those that stock that you have in the quarterback. You can use that to turn it into more stock and more draft. He hasn't Matt done that. Castle, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, there's like a whole list that Belichick's done. Yeah. He can the Packers, the Packers have done it. He's trying to bring back the dual tight end over there. Yeah, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, big yeah, signing. They, you know, they signed two forty million dollar contract for guys who can't stay on the field. But <laughs> yeah, we'll see. He did that with hey, had Gronk. He couldn't stay on the field either that that well. He was still he had a great run, but I mean, one of the best tight ends of all time. But yeah, and then there was that Aaron Hernandez guy. I forget what happened with him. Yeah, I don't know. Something he might have died or something. Um. Might have killed somebody, too. Uh, but anyways, no, as far as let's go back to this Dalton thing, because that's the whole reason why we're doing this. Today. Yeah, you really want to talk about that. I mean, that's just we have to finish our thoughts on this. I mean, I don't know how many th- how much thought thoughts we have on it. But, uh, yeah, we got we to gotta start wrapping yeah, it up here. Five minutes. I got What's my ice cream, dude. Let's do five minutes. <laughs> Oh, that's all we need, really. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's you know what it comes down to. I mean, I, I mentioned when I did my pre-recording 
stuffing the stat sheet. We could stuff the stat sheet all day, uh, but you know the main numbers to know here are one year, ten million dollars. That's what you paid. It's basically another Mike Glennon. It's not as much money, but if he's your bridge guy, you could have kept Foles, and it probably they might still keep Foles. From what it sounds like, Stacy Dales. Uh, Dalton is expected to go into the season as the yeah, starter. I will say this in regards to keeping Foles. I've read a couple times. Um, Albright has said a couple times that, you know, that both, because he's a Bronco guy, you know, first and foremost, um, mm-hmm. multiple times they've asked him who the Broncos are, you know, interested in getting this offseason. He keeps saying a veteran quarterback, and he has always listed Nick Foles on the list as a possible mm-hmm. trade target. Um, that would be nice. I don't know why they would do that. But, sure, if you want to yeah. take them. If they want them, you could have them. Like, it is right a lot. Well, you know, a lot of these teams, though, too, they also like to feed media members some stuff. And I'm not saying he's not right a lot. He is right a right. lot. But uh, you never know. Like, even Schefter gets fed some stuff that uh-huh. uh, might not be 100%. And he also said that, the Bears, I think we mentioned this, but the Bears swung hard for Russell. Wilson. They weren't able to do it, so then they were like, oh, let's grab this guy. My biggest issue with this entire thing is you jumped the gun and you felt the need to get this guy who, okay, let's look at the laser stuff, right? You've got this connection with laser, blah, blah, blah. He coached him. He was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati for Dalton from 2017 to 2018. Cincinnati. What's that? Because that's an offense we want to be like. Right. Well, and this is the thing. His completion percentage, 60.7%, not that great. His record, quarterback record, 12 and 15 as a starter in Cincinnati when Laser was the offensive coordinator for Dalton. So is that what we're really trying to mirror here? I mean, yeah, 46 touchdowns to 23 picks. That's not bad, but, I mean, an 87.9 rating, that's really what we're shooting for here? Like, I, I, I just don't, don't get it, man. I don't get it. Staple my face here. Um, <laughs> I don't have many more comments on this. I just, like, to be honest, it's why, right? And I don't blame Ryan Pace because, you know, you know – that if he didn't get the guys that he wanted, he was going to go and do something stupid because he needs to save his job. And that's not his fault, right? It's 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 fucking McCaskey and Phillips. And I hate being the meatball bears fans like, oh it's you know McCaskey and Phillips. Fuck those guys. You know, I, I hate <laughs> those guys. But is that even meatball at this point? I think it's so it's so real. Right. I think three years ago it was meatball and now it's like you're he is enabling them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just blaming the McCaskies, because, okay, saying the McCaskies don't spend money, that's meatball. Because the Bears actually spend more they money. They spend a lot of money, yeah. That's football, not the problem. Right? But to say that he's enabling a bad front office is a completely different story, right? And that's what he's doing by letting him stick around another year. And all that does is set you back further. Because now he's going to make some stupid-ass fucking decisions. He's going to trade some draft picks or something else dumb that's going to set him back another year. You know? So it's... 
I know it's, you know, the, stu- the thing to say, but it really is, it starts at the top. And if, if you can't get a guy in place who is going to run the organization correctly, it nothing matters. And I think this goes with the meatballs shit again. Hire, they don't have a head of football operations. Yeah. They have a they have a team president in Ted Phillips who everybody reports to. Who knows nothing about football, it seems. He's a like. fucking accountant. He's an accountant. Okay. You could keep him around as like your money making kind Dude. of guy on the side, but right. why does he need to be a in charge lot, of football? A lot of teams have two team presidents. They have a, a president of football operations and a president of business operations. Why the fuck do you have one guy doing this? Who knows nothing? If if it's a guy who can do it all, fine. But it's a guy. He's a he started out as a cap guy. Like he was smart with numbers. I'm smart with numbers. I shouldn't be the president of the Bears. <laughs> you know, well, you probably do a better job than Ted Phillips. But yeah, you know, like my point is, I don't know. Like I love football. And you know I can watch it. And I can I can give an opinion on it, and I can say I think this, I think that, like just by watching. But when it comes down to it, I'm not a scout. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a like a, that kind of guy. Ted Phillips should realize he's not that kind of guy. Like McCaskey should realize Ted Phillips isn't that kind of guy. It's like I say this shit all the time. It's like, but you this know, is what we can remember. This is what they said though. When, when Ted Phillips was asked, like, these types of questions, he basically said, well, Ryan Pace is our football guy. But why did you hire him if you don't know that he's that good of a football guy, right? But so the, you're putting all this trust into one guy. But the problem is the guy hiring the football guy. He doesn't know who the football guy is. Right. So it's like... And I, I hate using this, this, this example, but, like like, for me, it's... It's my favorite little Italian man, Dr. Fauci, right? He knows everything about, you know, health and all this stuff. So I listen to him, right? Because he's the guy who knows what he's talking about. I do treasury. My job is I work in treasury. I don't want Dr. Fauci asking me about treasury. I mean, he should ask me about treasury, right? He shouldn't say I know more about you than treasury, just like I shouldn't say I know more about him than diseases or whatever. (laughs) Ted Phillips doesn't know football. He shouldn't be hiring football people. You hire experts to hire people and tell you about that shit. You know what I mean? It's like there's a reason people are experts in their field because they've dedicated their whole life to it. Ted Phillips has dedicated his life to being an accountant, and he is making Bears football decisions. (laughs) And really, you know what? People are experts in their field for a reason is my point. I know it was clunky, but it's just infuriating and – the fact that he makes any football decisions at all. The fact that he is in a meeting to hire a head coach for football reasons. He's there for money reasons. Fine. He should not be anywhere near player personnel in any way, shape, or form. And he's the guy who hires that guy, so he's too close. You know, get a guy. Get an established guy. I don't want a guy that's going to make you know, player personnel decisions or even be, you know, I want, I just want a football guy over Ryan Pace. That's all I want. Like your GM should not be the guy 
who is the end-all, be-all for football. Because no one holds him accountable when he makes the wrong choice of anything. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, wait, your franchise is set back five years. Now we got to can him. But they, they gave him another chance, and this is what so far he's doing with that other chance. And like you said, we can't really blame him because he was given that chance and for really undeservedly as far as to take a swing at a quarterback. Yeah, he built the team, you know, uh, otherwise pretty solidly as far as the defensive side of the ball goes. But when you're not held accountable for the wrong decisions that you make, this is what happens. You get another yeah, look, swing at this. Look at, all, look at all the best teams, right? Like, I mean, when – I mean, I mean, I hate using this example, but I will because whatever. But, I mean, the Cubs, you know, when they were the best, you know. All right, I'm okay with Theo. this example. No, I'm serious. <laughs> you had, you had, you had yeah. Theo, right? And then you had Craig Kenny, business side. Craig Kenny was Mr. Business Guy. You know, made all the business decisions, marketing decisions, all that stuff. Theo with Jen underneath him. So you had guys lead both operations with subordinates. You don't have that with the Bears. Football is not a one-trick pony where you have a guy that runs everything. Sports are not a one-trick pony. It's just not how it works. I mean, think about, think about I mean, like even a normal organization, right? You have the CEO, Okay. You got a chief executive officer. He oversees everything. That's McCaskey, right? Whatever, the, you know, George McCaskey. But then you have a CFO, looks at the finances. You have a CTO. He does all the technology stuff. You have a CAO. He just specifically looks at accounting. You have a, uh, you know, a head of HR. There are so many people that make up an organization to make it run correctly. Bears, nah. We'll hire the accountant to run the football team. It's because we trust our people. We're close with our family. We want to keep things tight-knit, and he's made them a bunch of money. That's fine. Make them money, but you don't have to make decisions when it comes to the field. He essentially said like he's not a football guy. Like He loves the Bears, but he's not a football guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. And we know that at this point, we, we without him even saying that, but it's just – it's sad because you can, you know that George and Virginia, and the family, they want to win. They just have no clue of how to win. That's how I see it. They Fred have no died. clue of how Fred to win. died the day George's, Georgie died. The day his son died, his son was supposed to take over. His day his son had that, you know, no football people were left. Did you also see though? Did you? Did, I don't know if you heard that they they actually take advice from other organizations like the Lions and stuff. The Lions of all teams. I'm pretty sure Dean Spanish was on the list too. The Chargers. Probably, I think well, the Giants guy was too. But, maybe. But, but why are you taking advice from any owners? Like they want you to succeed, right? They want your team to be worth a lot of money. So that they can, their team could be worth a lot of money, but they don't want you to win games. It's just rich people getting together, like on the golf course and having brunch, like the McCaskies with, like, you know, the Lions executives and whatever, and having brunch. And like, oh yeah, let's talk about how. Uh, oh, is that how you do things? Like they're basically just like talking. They think they're just bantering back and forth. And the McCaskies are like writing down notes, like, oh, maybe we should do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. It's not like the Ford family is. Uh... 
the model family either. They had some <laughs> issues back in the day. Yeah. Supporting Nazi Germany. <laughs> so, you know, let's get advice from those people. Well, anyways, Ken, we could talk about this all night, but I think we have wrapped it up as far as we've run uh, quite a big... Yeah, quite a long time. When, so. you, when, when you end with Nazi Germany, it's just time to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go get your ice cream and then, then maybe that go to sleep. That sounds like a great idea. I got a – have you had the uh, the Jimmy Fallon uh, – um, oh, who makes that? The Be- Jimmy Fallon Ben & Jerry's? No, I have not. Uh, so he has his uh, – he has a, uh, a special edition out right now, and it's always right up my alley. It's a uh, – so it's a chocolate ice cream and a caramel ice cream, okay? And it has chunks of peanut butter in there, chunks mm. of cookie dough in there. You're talking like you're talking my language right that's, now. That's right up my alley. So it, it is caramel and chocolate ice cream with chocolate ch- uh, cookie dough swirls, gobs of chocolate chip cookie dough, and the, oh, it's not pe- it's peanut butter and peanut butter cookie dough. Oh, oh it's good. You got hey, you realize we're still recording this, right? Yeah, the people got to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could end on a good note. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna bounce. Ken, all right, it's been real, man. It's been fun. I don't know about real fun, but uh, <laughs> uh, Ken, let everybody know where they can find you real, real fast, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, man, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I think it's just Ken Keebs13 now. I changed it. I got the full name out of there. Uh, but yeah, ben and Jerry's ice cream, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, sponsored by Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Uh, we're waiting for our shipment in the mail. Uh, so, you know, pay attention, send it over. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, follow the show on Twitter at ststatsheet. Follow me at riot326. Leave a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed this episode, please. Does me a lot of good, does us a lot of good. Um and wow, nice pictures in the background. Hey to my sister, I see you. Um, and and uh, anyways, no one can see this. It's not on video. Uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Go Andy Dalton, Red Rifle. Zoom. <laughs>